Alright, what's going on guys? This is Eric, and you're listening to The Brush Up, where I run you through the headlines of news, media, and sports. Uh, this is episode 4, so let's get right into it with the good news. Uh, first piece of good news is that more than 1 in 10 Americans have been vaccinated for COVID. Uh, as of February 14th, over 70 million vaccinations have been delivered. Uh, about 14 million people actually have received the second dose after the first dose. That's great. And this means that 4% of America is actually fully vaccinated. So that's us going towards the point where we will have herd immunity once we reach that 70 or 85% vaccination point. Uh, and actually, COVID cases are down 57% within the country since the all-time high back in January. So that's just great to hear. It's always good to have uh, the coronavirus and good news when good things are happening with that. So I thought, thought I'd throw it in here. Uh, everybody keep doing your part to keep those cases down and yeah get the vaccine if you can uh but moving on second piece of good news is that denver uh actually began sending in healthcare workers to non-criminal calls instead of sending in police officers so 748 calls have been serviced relating to low-level incidents such as mental health crises and this is great because instead of sending in police to these kind of mental health situations uh they're sending in this team called STAR or Support Team Assisted Response that really understands these situations a little more. They're more informed, know how to handle uh, people with mental illnesses and kind of how to strategically go about that case. And actually, since the program began, none of the calls have resulted in arrests and in none of the cases have officers been called as backup. So that just shows that what these people are doing is actually working. At no point is it escalating from this low-level incident. It's staying there and kind of being talked down or whatever. So that's great to hear. Uh, within their work, they found 61% of individuals encountered by the STAR team were identified as having mental health issues upon contact and then further assessment. And 33% were found to have a compound and co-occurring condition, something like substance abuse, things like that. So it really seems like this department is sending in the right people to address these kind of problems. Like I said, they already get good results. And the Denver Police Department, uh, the policemen and women all support the STAR program. And I, I feel like I would too if I was in their shoes because maybe they're uncomfortable in these situations where they have to handle people with mental illnesses if they don't understand it very well. So given the fact that these people uh, in the STAR team do understand it better and that they're going in, apparently it's making everybody more comfortable. And the final piece of good news is that the Empire State Building, along with 13 other office buildings, agreed to a three-year contract with Green Mountain Energy. So this will power the entire real estate portfolio within New York and Connecticut with renewable wind energy. So the entire Empire State Building will be serviced with wind energy. Uh, and it's actually estimated to avoid the production of 450 million pounds of carbon dioxide. And this is equivalent to New York's, uh, if every New York state home turned off their lights for a month. So I know you guys probably see it every time in my episodes. I probably have some sort of green energy thing within the good news. I'm a big advocate of green energy. I think this is great. This is a huge building within New York, probably one of the most famous buildings in the United States, it's being powered 100% with wind power. So that's just another step towards that uh, green energy, kind of reducing carbon emissions and greenhouse gases in the entire world, somewhere we actually need to get. And this is a great step in that direction. And this is also kind of like a monument that you'll be able to see and know like, hey, they're doing it. Maybe I should as well. But that's going to wrap up the good news. 
Uh, moving on to U.S. and world news. Kind of a long one here for the first one. But the first thing is that NASA sent a new rover to Mars. It's named the Perseverance. It's hopefully landing today. But I wrote this uh, a couple hours ago, but now actually at the time of recording, it turns out that it did safely land on the surface. But there was seven minutes of uh, an unknown for the uh, arrival of the new rover. And this is because during these seven minutes, that's how long it takes for the rover and the spaceship to enter uh, the Martian atmosphere and then land on the ground. And this is troublesome because there is an 11 minute delay between the uh, communication relay on Earth and on Mars. So you can't react to anything 11 minutes later when it happens in only seven minutes. But like I said, uh, there was word came over the internet that it did successfully land and it can begin its mission. Uh, but the landing process is that the spacecraft actually slows down in the atmosphere from 12,000 miles an hour to 2,000, or to to two, sorry, from 12,000 miles an hour to two miles per hour, and then lowers the rover uh, via cables, and then the cables are released, and uh, the spacecraft that is now basically hovering launches once again and just crashes at a safe distance away from where the rover's landing site was. Uh, The chosen landing site is the Jerzo crater, zero i'm probably mispronouncing that uh but the reason it was chosen was because scientists believe that this area was once filled with water the rover will spend two years collecting samples and rocks and then nasa hopes to send a collection mission sometime around 2026 uh could be a little bit after that they might it sounds like they want to send in 2026 or start planning it in 2026 probably given how the mission goes with uh the perseverance on the ground now but Actually attached to the Perseverance is the Ingenuity, which is a small helicopter. And the flight of this helicopter on Mars will mark the first human-made vehicle remotely flown on a different planet. So that's kind of cool. It'll be a remote-control helicopter flying around uh, over Mars. So I'm guessing this will give us some different views, different capabilities of movement, things like that on the surface. Uh, So I'm looking forward to seeing images come back and what different finds we can make. So part of the mission... Uh, is to figure out and do a technology demonstration actually where they turn the atmosphere's carbon dioxide into oxygen. And this would be in hopes of providing proof that there's possible life support on Mars. So we can begin to turn the carbon dioxide atmosphere into oxygen. Um, Then in small enclosed areas, we'll have a renewable source of oxygen for people to live in and thrive in. So that sounds super cool. And I... I hope it all goes well. The other part of the mission is just to gather proof and evidence of life that was once there, being it bacteria or something larger. Likely it'll just be bacteria. I don't think they're going to find like Martian fossils of like humanoids or something like that, but that'd be insane if they did. But yeah, I hope the mission goes well so then we can eventually start sending people to live up there on Mars. Hopefully, I would sign up. I would definitely, if there was an option for me to go live on Mars, sign me up. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, Next piece of news is Pfizer uh, released a statement uh, that their vaccine will fight against all mutations. So if you remember in the last week and the week before, there was some concerns about these new mutations popping up in South Africa and Brazil and that some of these variants will render the vaccines uh, unusable. So apparently some vaccines don't work quite as well against these variants and actually some don't work at all. But Pfizer did release this statement saying that theirs will fight the mutations and actually ensure that it will fight against it. 
This is because during the creation process, apparently they artificially man-made mutations and found that their vaccine does fight against them, although it is slower than what they chose, kind of the ideal mutation to be fought. Uh, but it does attack it slower and at a sufficient rate to neutralize this mut mutated COVID uh, within your body. So that's good to hear that these vaccines are working and we won't have to do like another round of distributed for each mutation. And hopefully the Pfizer one can continue working, uh, more people can get access to it, and these companies that are having problems with their uh, vaccines not adequately combating these mutations, maybe they take after Pfizer um, and create one that will. I mean, that probably costs a ton of money for them to get the patent on Pfizer. I'd imagine it's a patent. I guess I don't really know how medical stuff works. So we'll just call it the patent for Pfizer's, I guess, formula, you could say, or something near it for the COVID vaccine. But uh, yeah, that is somewhat good to hear that with these mutations occurring, there isn't too much we have to worry about as citizens. As long as we are still getting vaccinated, uh, we will be safe for the most part against these mutations. Next piece of news is that Facebook actually banned people from sharing news in Australia. People found out today when they woke up and their pages were swept up with the ban. If they were uh, sharing a lot of news, things like that. And the reasoning behind this is that Australia or Australian legislation is looking to force tech companies into paying the news publishers for content that's being shared around their media. So what would happen is if, say, I went out and grabbed a CNN article and I put it on my Facebook apparently Facebook would then have to pay CNN for having that article on their page. So it's kind of just up to the user, whatever would happen. Uh, so yeah, I guess Facebook's kind of trying to make a statement by doing this, saying that they don't want this to happen. But the move was undone, but Facebook did say that the ban will reoccur if, legislation, if this legislation does go through. And... I mean, I always think Australia has to listen to them because if Facebook doesn't allow people to share these news, sto news stories from these news sources uh, because they don't want to pay and stuff like that, that's going to be a huge detriment to uh, the news sources financially. Uh, just, and that's just because with less sharing, there's going to be less eyes on their articles, things like that. So it's almost going the other way where they want more money. But in the process of trying to get more money, they actually might get less because a lot of people do kind of find their news out on Twitter, Facebook, all those kind of things. When people share around an article, it gets a bunch of likes, a bunch of uh, shares and all that. So, I mean, maybe Facebook has the power to change how news works. Maybe they're big enough, uh, especially if they team up with somebody like Twitter. They, they definitely are then big enough to kind of influence how countries put limits on news spread and stuff like that. So. We'll have to see what happens there, but I think Facebook definitely has the upper hand. They're such a big platform that they will be able to financially uh, impact the news companies if news companies say we want to get paid, but then Facebook just takes them all down. So, um, And then the last piece of news I have is that China has withdrawn troops from a border with India. So according to some satellite images, the withdrawal and dismantlement of camps came about a week after both countries agreed to a mutual agreement. So the original disagreement started when a 2,100-mile-long stretch of border in the Himalayas was claimed to have land on either side of it by both countries. So their claim to land, I guess, was basically overlapping. And apparently this border is located on a strategically important lake. I mean, maybe it's like 
one of the few ways on foot through the Himalayas, something like that. So there's a lot of tension there, given the disagreement on people saying, oh, we own that, we own this. Uh, but apparently, after nine different talks between the two sides, they finally were to reach an agreement, and they both dismantled and removed their troops from the area. So that's good to hear. Uh, it's always good to hear when some conflict is being diverted or avoided. Um, yeah, so China removed their troops from the area, and it was uh, documented and proved with satellite images of uh, the camps being dismantled with backhoes and different machinery. But now moving on to sports. Uh, number one piece of sports news I found is that the NFL increased the salary cap to $180 million. Holy man, people are going to be making $180 million a year? Gonna, wow, going to have to see what happens with that. That is a lot of money to make a year. But, uh, I mean, I'd imagine it's a year. I don't really know how sports contracts work, so if that's completely wrong, if it's like... But I think deals are larger than that. I don't know. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry. Like I said, I don't know much about salary caps in the NFL and things like that. But, yes, the NFL increased the salary cap to $180 million. I don't know if that's like contract cap, but uh, salary cap is $180 million. The next piece and final piece of NFL news that I found is that Carson Wentz was traded to the Colts for two draft picks, a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick. Uh, I saw in the news this morning while I was working out at the gym that there was a bunch of talk around that he'll probably be traded by the end of the week. And then basically by the time I got back to my apartment, he was already traded. So, yeah, Carson Wentz is now on the Colts. And then now into NBA news. Um, got a couple games coming up tonight. We got the Raptors at Bucks, Nets at Lakers, Nets at Lakers, which should be a great game. It's gonna be a showdown between LeBron and Kyrie. The only problem is neither team will kind of be at their full talent. Anthony Davis is out with apparent tendinosis in his Achilles. It didn't say tendinitis, it tendinosis. I don't know what tendinitis versus tendinosis is. Maybe they're the same thing. Maybe one's a technical term. Maybe I'm not to pronounce it. I don't know. But yeah, Anthony Davis will be out for the Lakers with tendinosis in his Achilles. Kevin Durant will be out for the Nets with a hamstring injury. And Kyrie was questionable uh, because he had a back injury, but he will play tonight. He did set out Tuesday, but he is playing tonight. The Lakers are picked to be the favorite. And then the final game tonight is between the Heat and the Kings. And just some NBA standings. Uh, at this point in the season, I thought I'd throw in here. Philadelphia is leading the East. The Nets are a game and a half behind, and the Bucks are two and a half games behind. And then in the West, the Utah Jazz are leading the pack with the Lakers two games behind and the Clippers three and a half games behind. So going back to the Lakers-Nets games, it should be a great game because both teams are in second place within their conference. Although the Lakers do have a better record. They actually have six more wins uh, than the Nets do, but we'll have to see. I'm guessing both LeBron and Kyrie will be on their game. Uh, people that know me know I'm a Kyrie fan, so hopefully Kyrie plays well. <laughs> uh, moving on to celebrity news now. Prince Harry and Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, are expecting their second child. They already have one son named Archie, who is 21 months old, but they're now having a second. This came in light of posting a black and white photo of Meghan with a apparent baby bump. Uh, so yeah, we're going to have to wait and see the new uh, royal family member be born here. And then the final, I don't even know if this is celebrity news, but I threw it in here just because I want to talk about it. 
If you're not watching WandaVision, you need to start watching. It's on Disney+. Plus. The first couple episodes, I actually talked to somebody today that said they watched like the first half of the first episode and just got less interested because it didn't seem that good. Uh, wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And I could totally see that after watching the first couple. But once you get into like four, five, six, I believe seven's coming out this week. Six or seven's coming out this week. It is a fantastic show. So I highly recommend everybody to go watch it. Uh, I probably don't have to say this, but this isn't a paid ad by Disney Plus or Marvel. <laughs> I wish it was. That'd be great. But uh, yeah, everybody go watch it. It's amazing. But uh, moving on now to the fun fact of the week. A neutron star can spin 600 times per second. A neutron star is the densest and tiniest star known or in the known universe. They have a radius of about six miles, but they have the mass a few times our sun. So a radius of six miles with the mass of a few times our sun. That is so much mass in such a little place. That is insane. And they're born from the collapse of a supernova star explosion and have been known to spin as fast as 600 to 712 times per second. And now moving on to the heat of the week. Uh, I actually got two songs because one's kind of a comeback and one I just like. The first one's Big by Rita Ora and David Guetta. I think it's a pretty good song. Got a good beat, good background to it. Um, and then the last piece, like I said, is comeback song. I think it's pretty great. It's called Cover Me in Sunshine by Pink. I didn't really realize Pink was relevant. I remember listening to her on like my first ever iPod touch when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard about her in a long time, but she came out with this song. Cover Me in Sunshine, I thought it was great. So go give that a listen. But yeah, guys, that's going to wrap up uh, episode four here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, like I said, still looking. I'll say this probably at most episodes. Still looking for feedback, um, what you guys want to hear more, what you guys want to hear less of. So don't be afraid to reach out to me. And thanks for listening. We'll see you in episode five.